episode of the Coach B Show here on Island City, where the beach meets the streets, where tonight we are going to be uh, now featuring a German brother. Well, he was born in Germany, Ben Hilger, who is now residing in the 808, does business for Legal Shield, but doing it in a way where he's still a stay-home father. We're bringing you all these life lessons right after this word from our sponsor. the Coach B Show, your Hollywood radio show for personal development with expert insights and interviews to help you, me, and we work to be our best and live our best life. Offering for your consideration life lessons, success frameworks, and behavioral models, should you find value in them that we suggest your consideration in deploying it all over your life, leadership, and business. And today, I am highly excited to feature one of my brothers, Ben Hilger, coming in, who resides in the 808, where Ben was born in West Berlin, Germany. Now is residing in the Aloha State. He, uh, His father was in the Army and spent most of his childhood between the East Coast and Europe. He has a younger brother, played soccer, football, and rugby growing up, graduated from the George Mason University, went into the U.S. Army for six years as in communications field and airborne paratrooper, went into corporate America in banking, telecommunications, and insurance sales. He is married with two kids living in the Aloha State 808. I just came off a vacation in Maui. I miss you. And he is a father and a part-time entrepreneur with Legal Shield. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Coach V Show. Your boy from the 808, Brother Ben Hilger. Brother Ben, welcome to the show, brother. Aloha, aloha. You were here for a couple of days and you already looked tan. That's not oh, great. Look, your ten look at this 808 glow right here. Why? <laughs> I love, man, <laughs> everything great. about the 808, right? I, I, I just didn't carry back um, just the tan, but my family and I just really bring back what I feel is empowerment. They call it aloha, and I love it because it sounds a lot more accepting to the United States of America versus anything I say in Tongan, which they don't understand, right? So, Brother Ben, welcome to the show. Please take us through your life, leadership, and business lessons, and let's just start with your genesis point, whether you want to start from the beginning in Germany to where it is that you are today, or if you want to just start with your professional life. Let's grow. 
Yeah, no, I appreciate that, Coach. And uh, first of all, it's an honor to be here. Thank you so much for uh, allowing me. You could have any myriad of million-dollar uh, people here, and you chose me. So I'm very honored and humbled. Thank you so much for allowing Our me. Our honor, to too, brother. Our honor yeah. as well. Yeah, so uh, I, I guess what I'll do is I'll start not not at the very beginning, like, you know, in the beginning, God created. We won't go far that far back. <laughs> Amen. I got you. Um, but yeah, I, I was uh, I was actually born in West Berlin, Germany. And the reason why I say West Berlin is because back in 1971, yes, I know I look 30, but I'm 50. Um, it was actually a divided city. So mm -hmm. we still had this thing called the Cold War going on, which we don't have in Hawaii at all, as you know. So mm -hmm. um, but I grew up there. I, well, I only spent about seven months there. And then we moved uh, back. My dad got out of the military tried some various jobs and then Vietnam was going on, went back into the military. And so um, stayed in and made it a career for 24 years. So I say that to um, say that when, you know, as military brats were called or military right. kids, you know, people say, well, where are you from? You know, hey, hey, coach, coach Ben, where are you from? Uh, right, pick right. A place. I could just put a dart pretty much between Europe and uh, North America. I pretty much have lived there. So um, but what, what, what I like to say is that my home was wherever my Ohana was, my family. Say that and, again, uh, Brother Ben. Say yeah, you again. could put us in any country, any state, and it didn't matter if I had my brother, uh, my younger brother, my, my mom, and my dad, that I just felt empowered that we could do anything. And it teaches you at a, long, a young age, Coach V, to be able to be move like water. We've heard that phrase from Bruce oh, Lee. Bruce Lee, yes. Yeah, to be adaptable, uh, to be able to be... Um, a chameleon to be able to play whatever role you need to play uh, to fit in. And that's um, the reason why I want to start there is because I kind of, I never really got to find out who Ben was in that time because I had to make friends. And mm -hmm. I started to fall into that so-called uh, circle of pleasing other people. Mm -hmm. I would make jokes, have fun so that when you laughed, now I knew I was your friend, right? Mm -hmm. Not really knowing what value system was important to me. So as a kid growing up and as a military kid, I got to see the world, but I didn't have a sense of uh, foundation, foundation for life, foundation for principles. Basically my dad and my mom weren't training me to be self-sufficient. They weren't training me, they were surviving too. And so that kind of permeated through our household. Uh, I dove into sports. I uh, dove into, you know, unfortunately dating ladies too and having a good time. But, um, you know, so I got myself through high school and actually graduated in four years of college and was in a fraternity and played rugby. And so throughout my life, it was more of a hard lesson. I got, I, I made a lot of mistakes and I just want to thank God that they weren't like catastrophic. Mm. Could have gone uh, different ways in different, different times between, you know, little fender benders, car accidents, wrong place, wrong time. Um, and then when I got out of college, I wanted to be a diplomat because I spoke pretty good German, sprich du Deutsch, and I was okay with that. And I thought I could be a diplomat. And uh, Bill Clinton was our president. So some of you weren't even born then. <laughs> and so there was a freeze on jobs. And, you know, um, I had bills, you know, that thing, you got to pay the bills, right? You know, so you need income coming in so it can go out. And uh, I said, hey, let me try this military thing like my dad did. And um, my first day of basic training, Coach V, I, uh, I almost quit. I almost quit because it wasn't, it was the mental game, you know, but the drill sergeant said something so profound. 
And I believe that sometimes, um, for me, it's God, for you, it could be universe, whatever you believe in here, family. But the Lord puts things in your, in your way, you just might not see them. And so he put these words in this drill sergeant's mouth after cussing us out. And if you don't know what that is, watch the first hour of Full Metal Jacket. <laughs> I experienced. Um, but he said, listen here, bleepity bleeps, you just survived your first day. And I want to thank God, coach, because my ears were open. And I really took that to heart. I was like, okay, if that's the worst day, the first day, my body and my mind, I can train it. I can adapt to the push-ups, the sit-ups, the running, the mental game. And so day two was a little bit easier. The third day, a little bit easier than that. By the end of that first week, I was down 20 pounds. I kind of knew the system, right? So it's kind of like some of your coaching where you get thrown into the deep end of the ocean and you got to figure it out. Because for me, there was no quitting because the visual was my dad going through this in the 60s. Mm. a lot worse than me knowing he had to go to war and what's my little sissy butt complaining about you know in 1994 when I went through right so you know that that catches me up to the military uh part of it I knew I wasn't going to make it a career um but I picked a profession in telecommunications basically military cell phones that's kind of what I did you know right. so you know secure transmissions was good but they said hey Ben you can jump out of planes and um you know, Coach V, we've done various things. And so I'm a dolphin personality. Mm -hmm. I like to jump and think about it halfway down. My wife, <laughs> uh, my wife thinks about things so much, she never jumps. So we make a perfect yep. goal, right? Mm -hmm. So um, I fell in love with jumping out of planes. I actually really liked it. I never got used to it, but I want to thank the Lord above for opening the parachute 54 times because I'm still here with you. I'm probably two inches shorter, too. But uh, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. And um, uh, when, when telecommunications was heading up in the end of uh, 99, 2000 is when I decided to leave the military. I had a, a pretty bad injury on my leg. Uh, it took me a year to walk again and then jump out of planes again. And then um, uh, Verizon, which was Bell Atlantic, uh, picked me up as a cellular phone tech to fix cellular phone sites. I know I look like a salesman but I actually was the nerd that fixed your phone to make sure it worked. And, um, <laughs> and then I played the corporate game, sir, where, you know, time for money, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. How much are you going to pay me dictate how much I was focusing on that task at hand? Um, I worked myself into a nice job in the banking and telecom industry and insurance, but they wanted a six figure time commitment and uh, you're a family man. And if I'm, you know, talking to other family men out there, listen, I know how hard it is to leave your family early in the morning to go put food on the table mm. and sometimes come back and they're already in bed and like, Hey, you know, I, I don't know what else to do. That was my dad. That was my mom. That's what I thought I had to do. And, um, I don't blame, I want to thank the Lord. I used to blame him for putting the burning desire that, Hey, maybe I can have both. Maybe I can have the time and the income. If I can solve the income equation coach, then I can buy back my time. I've never seen millionaires talk about their money. They talk about their vacations, mm -hmm. talk about the trips. They talk about the moments in their lives, not the money and the mm -hmm. people that they've helped. And so I went on a search for that and um, I failed at my first attempt at uh, network marketing. I didn't really fail. I did good, but I didn't duplicate. You know, if you buy mm -hmm. a McDonald's, you buy everything, right? It duplicates. Mm -hmm. 
Um, my mom had brain surgery and I had to go away for a month and my check went away for a month. Mm-hmm. And I realized that um, I had to go back into the workforce. And so when we finally moved out here to Hawaii, my wife had already got her nursing degree and I had a burning desire to be a full-time dad. I just didn't know what it was going to look like. Right. And, um, I was looking for jobs and you already spent a, a week out here in Maui. So daycare was as much as the job was. And I'm like, well, why would I pay somebody to come to my home so I could go to work to pay somebody to come to my home so I could go to work? I'm like, that don't make no sense. Right. I'm, I like to say I'm in the tool shed, but I'm not the sharpest tool. Okay. But that one makes, I was like, there's got to be something different. And I was open. I was open for change. And the older you get, sometimes it's harder to open unless there's a emotional something happens in your life. And so with me, uh, I found God again, and I, I humbled myself and surrendered myself. I, I broke, I was willing to be broken, sir, so I could be remade. And, um, uh, you know, I like to say that I did really good from the giddy up, but I watched Sports Center all day because I didn't have to go to a job, but I had to pay my bills. And um, through faith and through uh, you know, just a lot of personal coaching and mentorship, which is, you know, your program. And uh, of course, brother Danny offer it, it has made the difference where I've been able to buy back my life and live on purpose and uh, be able to help light other people the same way. And uh, living in paradise, I've been a full-time dad for over 10 years now, mm-hmm. a full-time entrepreneur, but the residuals and the stacking of the blessings are starting to come where, where I can tell my wife now she doesn't have to work. What a blessing. Yeah. So that's kind of gets you kind of, kind of caught up. I got a 13 year old son and a 10 year old daughter and you know, it's uh, you, you got children too. And so the parents out there, um, uh, I'll end with this until we go to the next part is that one of the things I alluded to earlier is I didn't get an example from my dad. I didn't get an example of how to love a woman properly. Um, for those, you know, I, I, he just passed away Monday. So, um, but I'm so glad to be here. I, I believe there's a purpose behind everything. But um, he was a functioning alcoholic pretty much my teenage years until he passed away. And um, it, it, um, it has an effect on you. It does. It affects you. But I didn't get an example of how to be a honor a woman the right way, uh, treat kids the right way, be, be a, a dad that teaches. All it was was uh, corporal punishment, smack, smack. Mm. You know, maybe some of that happened in the islands too, right? But um, a lot of it, a lot of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and um, so when when Leanne decided to, you know, spend the rest of her life with me, which was shocking, she mm-hmm. came from a talking standpoint. My wife's Japanese, and uh, we talk to people. You know, we 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 work it out, and I'm like, work it out. There ain't no such thing as working out. It's yell, <laughs> yell, spank. You know, slipper, spoon, belt, and. Yeah. Yeah, you know, whatever's in arm's reach. And yeah. um, so I realized I was blaming my wife for my shortcomings, mm. the deficiencies I saw in my life. And um, that's when I decided, uh, well, I had to make a conscious decision. We got married in 05. That fall, I was like, if I don't change my physical life, my emotional life, if I don't work on me, this woman's going to walk away or I'm, I'm going to walk away. And I'm probably going to be just like my father. And he has good qualities, but I didn't want to end up in a hotel being found by room service or housekeeping on a Monday morning, you know? So 
that's where it started. The, the conscious choice coach, uh, you know, a decision to break that stronghold and work from a legacy, a legacy vision rather than me. And um, it's not easy, but it's well worth it. Just as you've done for yourself too, sir. It's, mm. it's something that um, a lot of people don't wake up. You know, Mr. Katoa said this first, he says, um, everybody, you know, everybody uh, lives to 75. Some of them die at 25. We just bury them at 75, right? Mm. They're dead. They're like, that's it. They just, and even in paradise, brother, you'll see them or even on the I-5 or whatever it is, H, you know, Pacific Highway 1, going to work. And they just don't know anything different. And, um, and I don't judge that. I, I, right. I used to judge it, but I'm like, I'm okay with it. I'm just, you know, there are people that are waking up, sir, especially in this pandemic that have had some lights go off. Like, hey, listen, I've got yeah. to be different. And um, yeah, so that's kind of gets people up. Uh, I failed along the way a lot. And um, I'm just here, st still a work in motion, sir. But uh, been having a lot of fun and bringing a lot of people with us. Oh, that's phenomenal. So for those of you that are tuning in, welcome to the Coach V Show here on Island City where the beach meets the streets broadcast from Hollywood Dash Radio Studios and here on your boy Viliami Tuivai's uh, business Facebook page. And now you have seen, for those of you that have been along since the beginning of the show, why I invited Brother Ben Hilger, who has just a wealth of wisdom, as well as being highly effective in how he communicates, that I thought he would bring value not only to the audience, but to me as I'm taking notes here. And one of the main reasons why, <clears throat> coupled with your articulation and the ability to be intelligent, make common sense, and also uh, really accomplish what you've accomplished, it was coupled with this ministry and faith undertone and overtone, but yet absolutely unapologetic about your faith. What's the genesis of that, Brother Ben? Oh man, you got good questions. You've been doing this for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> it's all um, good. All you. Yeah, so that's a that's an interesting story. I'll, I'll give you the cliff notes. So uh, when I was born, I, I was born in my, my father was Roman is, is Roman Catholic or was Roman Catholic. Now, uh, my mother was uh, Protestant, but uh, I was baptized soon after I was born. I think when we came back to Minnesota, but you know, moving every two to three years, we didn't really have a faith base. Mm -hmm. um, you, know, you didn't really find a church. Um, uh, the first time I remember was doing the Lord's Prayer, and then I remember doing a lot of kneeling and saying words in Latin, mm -hmm. the guy mm -hmm. yelling at us old wood and then i knew there was breakfast afterwards mm -hmm. right my dad would take us to get a nice omelet or something so he enticed me to go to church for that then it slowly devolved into c and e people christmas and easter you know yeah yeah and then uh it kind of went away um uh but but i realized that um i started realizing that it can't be about me um mm -hmm. that there's only so much we can do and you know, it, it, it can be is, is Islam, Hindu, Confucius, it, it, mm -hmm. Judaism, Christianity, you know, or whatever you believe in. But we have to believe in a higher cause, a higher purpose, something, something besides us. Because I believe, I mean, if you've ever seen a child be born, you mm. can't believe that it's science. That is a flaming miracle. Mm. And so 
I just tapped into that, that um, people get like gut feelings and stuff. Now, I, I know for me, it's from my Holy Spirit and from my guardian angel I've, who's worked overtime on me. But, you know, for some people, like they just feel like, oh, I just have a sixth sense. No, that's, that, that's a connection. Mm. Um, I'm going to go a little nerd here. There's a great not, a documentary from Netflix called Fantastic Fungi, F-U-N-G-I. Mm. It's Netflix and it talks about mushrooms. Uh, mm -hmm. Not the kind that we often see from the 60s, although <laughs> they are, but they talk about the mycelium network of mushrooms and how they communicate mirrors right. the human nervous system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've I've saw I've seen that. Yeah, that's yeah, it, so it's it, it's amazing. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, it's pretty fascinating without and, and again, I haven't had any, you know, THC or CBD before. Right, this, right. But I, I believe we have, it's a conscious choice to believe in that we're all connected. We're mm. all connected, we're here to serve. So the genesis of my faith came in from the second rebirth or reborning. I don't say I wanna be born again. I, I've only been born once, that's fine. Bathed again or anointed again in his love was mm. when I decided to, to work on me to come back to Christ. And I was almost like Job, I was kind of anti. And he mm. put people in my life that allow that had the patience and the um, and the wisdom not to argue with me, but to come alongside me mm. and, and love me anyway, even if I wasn't going to church on Sunday or I wasn't tithing. And that gave me the example and the fatherly example to reignite my connection with God through. Um, uh, Ecclesia, which is through uh, Transform Our World Hawaii, um, through uh, Pastor Ellie and, 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 and Danny Katoa, um, and to realize that um, I am worthy. You know, a lot of it, a lot of the unworthiness came from not getting um, recognition from my dad. Mm -hmm. it, just, it just didn't happen, you know, and um, I'm overly now loving and connected to my kids and my wife, telling them every day how much I love them, how much they mean to me. And um, that, I, I believe I believe that we have a purpose. We each have a purpose and we each have an anointing. And mm. some people will go on that journey to discover it and some won't. Mm. And, um, you know, that we're here more than just making money for some company. That there is a, a, a vision, uh, uh, there is a plan um that we don't have to give up yeah oh that that that's awesome and, and and in that let's let's talk some life lessons and let's start with the period of your time i love i love sports um and i was a church goer and an attendee not by choice but because in in our culture everything the center of our universe is church and everything that has to do with church. Amen. But what really transformed my life first, at least in the way that I was aware of it as a child and growing up was sports. Man, you wanna talk about level up. My first day in football pads, I got ran the heck over cause I never played in football pads before, right? And that first three days of hell week was hell for me until I figured some things out. What are some life lessons from the sports that you've played, man, that you could, you know, me seeing double vision and going, man, if I actually stay lower than this guy and run at him with force, 
it doesn't hurt as much as just standing here and getting ran the heck over, right? So what are some life lessons from you that you bring from your soccer, football, and and, uh, rugby background, Brother Ben? Yeah, I was laughing because it, it's so true. There, there, there's, you know, you just just give it a minute. You'll get knocked, knocked, knocked correctly or knocked out, you know? Right, <laughs> right, no doubt. So, so, yeah, so soccer was one of my first loves because in Europe, they don't really play American football or right. baseball. And I think I played baseball once and the kid hit me right here and I charged him out with the bat. <laughs> That's uh, so, a wrap. You're kicked out. I'm, I'm, I'm out of this sport if you, this guy can beat me and I don't get to plump bumble him, so... I mean, I like watching baseball. I just never got into it after that. But um, so when I played soccer, I, I grew up, I was one of the kids that grew up early, kind of like, you know, girls kind of go before boys. So yeah, 12 years old, I was already like five, nine, five, 10. I was, I was already, at, I, I, I hadn't grown my muscles yet, but I was taller. So when I played sports, most of the time in soccer, I was a defender. I was the last line of defense. Right. I was the guy that would take you out. That's just... That's just how it is. And um, I think because of some of the verbal abuse I took from my dad and maybe some of the rage that I had inside um, because I couldn't talk about it because my dad was an officer and had a secret clearance. You can't, you can't have loose lips or he'll lose his job, right? So it's kind of right. like smile when you leave the door. Uh, I took it out on the field. Mm-hmm. I really became um, a bit of, a, of, of an enforcer and um, I just fell into the role because my, my personality is gregarious anyway and talking. So I just was kind of like generaling the, the, the defense, no matter what I'd be like, Hey, this guy's over here doing this, watch that. And so in soccer, I could see the plays developing and I had no fear. I would go in, I would take anybody on in a 20 to 30 yard sprint. I could keep up with anybody after mm-hmm. that. I'm going to get winded because I'm not, you know, I'm not a long distance runner. So, but through soccer, I learned how, to be to to when to put that in like when to go right. when to go okay right like I gotta I gotta step it up so you get that awareness um, of the situation around you mm. I got really good situational awareness in soccer who's the best player on their team right noticing things and using that to our advantage when it came to football same thing um at at Berlin American High School you had. 400 people in seventh grade through 12 because it's a small school right so seventh grade i'm the starting center for the varsity team coach oh seventh grade pounds maybe soaking wet. i'm the center yeah yeah so there was no running plays up the middle it just wasn't i mean the guy had a beard across from me you know (laughs) you know so So, but, but I mean, coach said, you can hike the ball. That's the position I have for you. And so I just learned the position. I learned how to hold a uh, cut block. Cause we could do it back then. Mm-hmm. I knew how to not stand up. You don't stand up. You know, you, like you said, you keep that low center of gravity. At least you'll give it three to four seconds for the quarterback to roll out. Cause there was no pocket passing with me as center. Yeah. You know, yeah. Roll out the one side, pick it, let me know. But, um, uh, but I also played defense and I played offense. So, when you're on defense, if you, you know, you've played, so people have telltale signs, the stress on their knuckles, the leaning on, you, you know, where the play is going. Yeah. Yeah. So those sports things I took into life to mm-hmm. give me that 1%, like looking for that 1% difference, that 1% edge that I can make that system quicker 
I, I can bring value this way, or I notice this and have a solution rather than whining about the problem. Mm. So you can be a, um, you can be a victim or you can be victorious. It's not, and you, right. you just got to choose Every, either everything's someone, someone else's fault, or you take personal responsibility. And um, through sports taught me that if I want to play varsity, I got to take personal responsibility and, and do what I got to do to be the best, to be the number one guy. Because the number two guy plays JV, right? Right, right. And I wanted that letter. I wanted that letter on my jacket, right? You know, so so at seventh, eighth grade, I was the, the starting center. And then um, I was JV linebacker because we had a pretty big team uh, on defense. But, you know, I, I would fill in on defense every once in a while and be able to get a play here and there um, because I knew what the offense was doing. You know, right. I, could tell, I could tell by the configurations and stuff. So... And then when I got to rugby, so the reason why I laughed is, you know, growing up, I had a face mask. Right. In rugby, there's no face mask, bro. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So you're talking about your first day. So first practice, I'm like, it's basically smear the queer without smell. I'm like, what's going on? And yeah. this big Brazilian dude just clocked me right on my chin with his knee. Blood comes gushing. And I had blonde hair back then. And he goes, little Sven. You're not going to do that again, are you? You know, I had to realize, I had to unlearn the football mentality because rugby is, you know, a different mentality, right? Like you, yeah. you can't go in with your head or it'll pretty much be dislocated from your body. <laughs> so that, that took me to another, another level of working inside a pack, a team that was much more fast paced than football too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so sports really gave me also a sense of teamwork. You know, you can win together, right? Like um, there's so much you can do alone. Like I played lone sports like racquetball, bowling. I, I've done those sports too, where I'm, I'm okay at, but I like team sports because I want, I, I want others to get better and I want to win as a team. I, I, I like it when we all can win together and celebrate. Mm. Yeah, so team sports are a lot of fun. Yeah. Very good. What about, uh, what would be your life lessons about, this, that success and losing, being a champion or failing to be the champion, they are not different paths. They're all the same path. Do you have a message or do you agree with that? I, I agree. Um, yeah, it's funny you, you asked that question because I just came from physical therapy for my ankle. And right. We were talking about the Buffalo Bills. Mm -hmm. And, and I, I, I lost money on this the first time. I didn't know they went four years in a row. In a row. In Bro, a row. In like, yes. To, in a to, row. Historic. Tom Brady never did that. Not yeah. four years in a row. Dallas Cowboys. Pittsburgh Steelers. San Francisco 49ers. Not, yeah. not a, there's not one team that I saw since AFC, NFC play together, right? That have no, gone four no. years in a row. In a row. I'm like. That, I mean, you play ball. You, I mean, goodness gracious, to get reset the next year. Um, so, yeah, I, I believe that there cannot be any testimonial without a test. So you've got to go through it. Like some people believe, well, I want to avoid this because I want success. No. Mm. You can believe in the universe, God, Buddha. I don't care who it is. You can believe in a towel. I, I don't care what you believe in. But whatever you want is on the other side of the obstacle in front of you. Mm. everything you want is outside of what you already know today because what you know today is on your limited beliefs so if you're not reading books oh man my 
I took my book upstairs, but I usually have my personal development book close at hand. Yeah. But if you don't, if you're, if, if we're not continuing to read and listen and stay and, and grow, then we're dying. There's no pause. Mm -hmm. You know, the earth doesn't pause. It either goes forward, it goes forward. Yeah. So there's, I mean, when you stop, you actually aren't stopped. You're actually going backwards. You're, you're dying more. Mm -hmm. So, you know, my, my thing is, is that I believe success and I'm not talking just financial success, coach. I'm talking about relationship. Yes, sir. Um, purpose is through that test. You know, money, man, I used to worship money. I used to put mm -hmm. it on a pedestal. And when you do that, you're chasing a lot. You get tired. But when you work on yourself to attract or mm -hmm. be the person you want to be, then God or the universe finds a way to bless your bank account for that. Mm -hmm. For your full purpose. So... Michael Jordan, Tiger Woods, yes, their parents might have been overzealous, but there came a time where they actually loved what they do or they love it. You know, there's a commercial Tiger Woods, you know, hits 2,000 golf balls before 9 a.m. Yeah. So practice makes permanent, you know. I'll, mm -hmm. I'll take some of the burning desire over talent any day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I, I, I believe in that phrase. It's you, you got to go through it. Um, that's the only way you grow. It's the only way you grow. I mean, look, I mean, I mean, listen, hopefully you here listening, you know how to bathe, go potty, and you're walking. So your family took you through it. You learned those things. That's right. As a parent, I know that because I did with my kids. So yeah, that's right. So we're we're built with our feet to go forward and fail forward. That's right. And get better. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Man, I used to. And then at Davis, where I, I've been a part of a just a historically impactful program, where at the Division II level, UC Davis won 30 plus years straight a conference wow. championship. Right, this is a this is an old conference, and then they became, um, uh, they were very similar to Notre Dame. I forget the term offhand, independent. I think it was, and then yeah. they're now one double A, but. And they would always say, and the coaches, you know, you never remember the wins and the losses. You you just remember the relationships. But I didn't believe in that because I, I took the losing so hard, especially when you're a part of a good program. I understood that losing is part of the game and part of the process. And you really figure out who you are in terms of adversity, struggle, self-embarrassment from the haters. I mean, and losing, right? You really figure that out. But man, I took it hard because at good programs, you lose in big games only, right? Like all these teams, it's like uh, the final four is going on right now and all that. And, and those guys is like, there's only one team, but when you're an elite team, you can be upset at any time. And yeah, then know. when you do lose, when you make it to the final four, Man, it's crushing. So I in in my college career, um, I lost in two national semifinals in a row, you know. And so though I do agree with the premise, I do know that um, I remember every win and every loss. But I also remember the experiences and, and the people that were with me in that. Let's talk about um, Something that I, I'm really big on, and I'm sure you are as well, is, you know, the number one choice that I talk to the high school students and college students is your choice in spouse over career, 
over your major, what school you go to, all of those things. I think all of those things are vital and important. Yeah, but I'm like, man, who you choose as a as a spouse is that's the biggest life leadership and business contract in your life. Talk about that, Ben. And and you talked about, you know, you're married to a nurse. I'm married to a nurse. Your oldest is 13. My oldest is 13. My youngest is 10. Your youngest is 10. Right. Yeah. You didn't know that, but I did my research on you and all that, you know, (laughs) Uh, (laughs) but in that, right. I mean, my wife, and so my parents were that prior to me being adult was everything to me but then then when I met my wife my world changed and people can tell obviously and she's had a huge impact on who I am and I make sure she knows that and I honor her in this in that way your thoughts about uh the decision you a person chooses as a spouse brother Ben. Yeah, that, that's interesting, man. I'm learning a lot about you too. Um, at, at what, what age did, or what, how old were you when you guys got married? So it was in 2007. I'm so old now. I can't even count backwards. I mean, in 94, you were in basic training. I was a senior and then Martha was a, a, a freshman. When, where, were, where were you born? You got married in 07. Yep. So we got, we got married in 07. I was born in Tonga and then my wife was born where, here. When, what year? Did you have 75, 75, and she's 80, 25 to 35, man, you were okay. You were 32. Yeah. So we're right in our third. I was, I was 32 and my wife was like uh, 29, 28. Yes, sir. Yeah. So I was 34 when I got married. Yeah. 34, 35, because it was 05, a couple years on you. I was born in 71. So Mm -hmm. yeah. So um, it's funny you, you, man you're messing me up a little bit because it is it is now looking back i'm coming up on seven you know 17 years of being married yeah 20 uh i grew up in berlin so i i went back to berlin for my seventh eighth ninth year and leanne was there that's my wife's name i met her okay yeah we met each other when we were 12 13 she's happy in germany yeah in germany in berlin now you're raising a family in hawaii both of our dads were stationary at the same time that that's okay. how we met and um but we like different people uh-huh. we were in the same crowd because we both played soccer you know it's a small school um so that's where we 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 found out about each other and then um when i got out of the military is when we got reconnected so gotcha. i got out of the military in um middle of 99 mm-hmm. uh, i think 2000 Right around 2000, yeah, 2000, mid 2000 is when we started talking. We got reconnected through um, high school alumni because Facebook wasn't really hot. Right, right. I, 2000, I MySpace wasn't even around. I don't. Yeah, think. yeah. So <laughs> I went on, yeah, so I went on like highschoolalumni.com, filled out a profile. Hilger's not like Smith, so uh-huh. one of our mutual friends. I was living in Charlotte, found us, and um. And uh, we just, I, I was just happy to be reconnected to people I knew from Berlin, because back then it was letters, you know, and right. those, and those right. military addresses only worked for another two to three years when you're 11, and then right. they're gone, you know, so yeah. um, I got reconnected in Leanne, I would, originally we, I would email, and then she called me, and then we would email and talk from Charlotte, and it became more and more, you know, just more, email calling, email calling, there wasn't any video back then, right? So it was just, um, 
you know, she would send pictures, I would care packages, I would send some care packages to her. And I realized I was like, dude, I might actually like this chick, like, like her. Like yeah, her. yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. And, um, and I think uh, when I moved out to Albuquerque, I'd never lived out West as an adult. Um, she came to visit me because we just, you know, I've always known I was going to have a wife that had dark hair and dark eyes because I just love it. And yeah, then, yeah, yeah. On accent, like you throw that Spanish accent, brother, you, you're in Cali. <laughs> night was low. I was blonde hair, blue eyes. So the girls loved it. I yeah. was like, you need to come visit like now. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, I got, I, got, I got no defense. I'm like, oh, this is too easy. Anyway, yeah, yeah. So she came to visit and we realized it was something serious. But it is, it is a huge choice. Here's, here's what I knew about myself, even through my stupidity. Mm. I did not want to be married in my 20s. I couldn't take care of myself. Mm. and i had such a say that again for the 20 year olds who think they should get married here pretty soon because because the struggle is right right because at 20 the struggle is real being being single but just let me and ben remind all you 20 year olds we got some struggle waiting for your ass on this side on the marriage side because it's real come on Ben. yeah 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 so so you know because of the so i used and this wasn't even I, i knew god was behind it now but back then i did I used my parents' drinking and smoking and lack of connection as a reason to move my butt out, get my Okole out of that house. Right? Uh, uh, uh. And so I think I went back for four months in a summer after I graduated because the place we were renting, me and my best friend, wasn't ready. But that was it. After that, I had popped smoke. I wasn't coming back. So yeah. I was trying to figure me out. Mm. And, you know, now I'm, I'm not celibate. So I was dating, you know, mm-hmm. I, I was dating, having a good time. But that's all I was looking for. Right. I was looking for Mrs. Right now, not Mrs. Right. So right. Real you know, talk. You a choice like, well, you know, you know, I'm not, I'm not like, you know, Barry White or something like that. But you know, some girls were like upset that I didn't ask him to marry me. I'm like, hey, listen, I told you up front, you know. So uh, I was very transparent. So right. so I wasn't looking when Leanne came into my life. I actually had thrown my own 30th birthday party. I figured life's over, never going to get married. We're just going to be a single dude, you know, and I'm, I'm okay with it. I had, I didn't give a give up about it. Just like I stopped wanting it. Like I stopped seeking, you know, mm. chasing. And um, that's when God had a surprise for me and mm. uh, of my life. And so I think the distance, she was in Hawaii. I was on the East coast and then Albuquerque was huge because we're family here so i'd go straight to physical contact quick right mm, right uh, but but and then i wouldn't wait around for the mental or the other connection the, they call it there's the there's the physical love and then there's the uh, f- f- filial love or the, the the connection love like right the spirit i didn't care about the spirit you know so but with this one i had to we had to talk and email mm-hmm. for a year and a half so I got to know her heart and her head before we ever figured out if our, if our physical parts fit, right? Like if that was going to be good. So I was already wanting and knowing that this person intellectually and heart-wise was stimulating me before physical contact. And right. so when I came to visit, I was like, oh man, I'm in trouble. And, you know, so, so the rest is we dated. I asked, and here's the other part. I'm, I'm old fashioned. I needed her dad's permission. 
And how did that go? Cool. How did I did the same thing? How did that go? Did you have to fly anywhere to see them or how, well, how did that work out? Well, I mean, you know, again, it's God ordained, but he was still working and he had a conference that he had to fly into Albuquerque and drive down to the city. So I volunteered to pick him From up. From where? Where was she? Where was he staying? He was in Hawaii, but he had a he conference. Was in, but he came to your city for a well, conference. He, he, he had a business. He had a business. business. Yeah, a conference in your city yeah. in Albuquerque. Well, it was about an hour south in Berlin, but you know, okay. pretty much Albuquerque is the only known thing on the map. Yeah. But, um, so he, when he flew in, I offered to take him down there just for him to get to know me. I didn't ask him right then. Yeah, yeah. Right? I was like, I wanted to get him to get to know me because all he saw was the bratty little blonde haired kid in Berlin. The Howley brother, the, the big old yeah. Howley brother, right? <laughs> yeah. But, 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 you know, because her parents had been out of Hawaii. Mm-hmm. I grown up, went, went to school at, at, at UW in Washington, been in the military. I think he wasn't looking at me as a Caucasian. He was trying to figure me out with my heart in my head, you know, yeah. Um, yeah. if I was going to be okay for his daughter. So then when it was kind of serious, we were coming back for his birthday. And that's big in the Japanese culture, his 60th birthday. So I didn't want to interfere and ask her in Hawaii. So I have said, hey, uh, I need to talk to your dad. When's a good time to call him? She goes, what are you calling him about? And I had to make something up. Now, listen, I'm not good at lying anymore. Okay. Like back in the day, I was a hustler, but now I, I just don't lie anymore, coach. Cause I, I get, talk. I get confused. Yeah. So real like, talk. I, I, I had to, I had to keep the lie. I was like, well, there's something about his party. I just, I want to make sure he likes this type of shirt. Total BS. I'm pretty sure yeah, my yeah. wife's all through it, but I kept trying to catch him. Because he got, he got up at five in the morning in Hawaii. I'm already at work and I'm trying to sneak out of work and dial his number and he's not picking up. And brother, it, I was sweating it because I could not ask her. I would not ask her without permission from her dad. Mm-hmm. I was like, I was like, okay, I'm going to have to wait to after the trip. And okay. I think two days before he goes, hello. And man, I was nervous as all get out. Bro, I was so nervous. Right. And um, I said, sir, I, I've been trying to reach you. I'm so sorry. I, I know you're on your way to work or you're at work already, but um, I love your daughter. And I think you know that. And it would be my honor to, to spend the rest of my life with her. What are your thoughts on that? And he said, without, without even missing a beat, he goes, Ben, it would be an honor to have you as a, as a son, man. I, I, just, I still get broke up thinking about it, you know? Yeah. And um. He said, we'd be proud to have you as part of the family. You have my blessing. And I was like, oh, man, thank you. And, oh, um, awesome. you know, when you feel it here, yeah, you know it's real. Yeah. And, um, you, you've been married. It's, it's not all glitter and rainbows every day. And um, oh. but, uh, this is who God put in my life. And, man, we're such a perfect compliment, brother. But to all the young bucks, wait. I do believe that spouse is the most important choice. Oh. Um, don't feel the pressure because of cultural things. Yeah, but you can find Mrs. Wright when you're 21, still trying to figure you out. Yeah, because you're talk. bringing somebody into your life, and if you're broken or you're not whole and happy in who you are, how dare you ruin another life? Oh, by Real bringing talk. somebody in because of your mama says this or your grandma says that. Yeah, yeah, no, that that is no. Yeah. man. So. I mean, my wife and I were just down the street from each other. She was at Sac State. I was at UC Davis. But I, I can, I'm only assuming you two did, you and Leanne did what Martha and I used to do and like fall asleep on the phone. No, you hang up. No, you hang up. 
<laughs> no, you hang up. <laughs> no, honey, you hang up. <laughs> what? Well, hang I couldn't do that. <laughs> well, with the time difference, I really couldn't do that because she was six hours behind. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know, but yeah, I, I tried to. I tried to eke out to after dinner time, her time, which was midnight, but man, it make work hard. But yeah, we, we yeah, would have oh, man. Yeah, no, no doubt. People yeah. dating these days have no idea the real struggle. When we got that phone extension at our house in Pomona, where you could take the phone from one room to another, that stuff was like life changing, <laughs> right? Who has the phone? Bring the phone right. back over here. Before right. that's like, Oh, this person's calling you. No, I don't want to talk to them right now. I can't talk Man. about what we're about to talk about in front of everybody. We didn't even have caller ID. Oh, like, yeah, remember that? Really oh my gosh. Chicky is this calling me? That was that was me back in the day. You know, I didn't have caller ID. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you so much, uh, Brother Ben, and thank you to everybody who's tuning in. We're, we've gotten to the segment of the show where we're going to put uh, Brother Ben and give him an opportunity to do three things, right? One, like what's Ben Hilger's message to the world? Two, what are his current projects and what are the things it is that he'd like to promote that the world needs to know here on the Coach V Show, on the podcast, the Coach V podcast, and broadcast on Coach V Facebook Live, and then lastly is his shout outs. Brother Ben Hilcher, what is your message to the world? Wow, that's a good one. Um, I, I would just say, forgive yourself. I think I, I, I think a, a big a big thing is that we are hard on ourselves. Yes, sir. We can be very hard on ourselves because of the way we're raised in the school system. Or, or the way our parents are taught us is that um, forgive yourself because we need your light, your, your light from the inside. We need you. You're, you're put on this earth as a being. And if you believe in connection at all, we are all have a, a gift to give. We have an anointing and we have a gift to give. So forgive yourself. A, a give yourself self-forgiveness and self-love. If you can change the talk inside your head and your heart, where 70% of it is negative all day, and at least get it 50-50 or win that battle, then you have accomplished a lot, mm. all right? Because we need, we need you, and we need your voice. We need your voice. We need your purpose. Stand up, okay? That's my big message that, that I would say that, that if anybody can start at any age, is that you're worthy, forgive yourself, and go out there and find a way to make the world a better place. Amen and amen. Yep. I'm in on that. Coach V is in on that. I am in <laughs> on that. Let's go number two. Now is, uh, how do we get a hold of you? What are your current projects? What industry oh. are you in? And what do you provide that the world needs to know about? Yeah, so um, I, I can put my number. I don't, I, I, I don't know if I'm allowed to say my number. Is that okay? Yeah, you can say it. it's, it's your show. I'm just a co-host okay. here. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I work. Um, so, so my purpose in life is to bring value. I, I like thank yous from people. I like when people say thank you, like when I wore the uniform for the country. I never got it at U.S. Bank or Verizon. Right. It was, it was overcharged or how many fees. So um, I work, I, I use a mechanism. One of my mechanisms that I use is Legal Shield, Legal Shield and ID Shield. So we're in the legal services and cybersecurity space for individuals, families, and business owners. So I can customize plans where they can't get it anywhere else mm -hmm. and provide a value added need without hitting people hard in the pocketbook. 
and get a thank you. And so mm. that's a catalyst that I use um, to make a difference in, in, in people's lives. And, um, you know, I can be reached at area code 808-421-7672. That's my cell number uh, or bhilger, B-H-I-L-G-E-R at Gmail. Uh, that's probably the easiest ways to get a hold of me. Um, and I don't have a territory, so I'm able to do this business. The why I like what I do is I'm able to do it around my family. I don't have to fit my life around someone else's job. And that's not job bashing. My wife is still a nurse. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I just resonate with the mission. Our mission is to protect and empower people. That's it. Protect and empower people. And so I, I just believe in that. I believe that if you can bring value to someone else's life, how dare you not do it? That's I'm willing right. to take the no so that I can grow. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. So legal yeah. shield and B Hilger, B as in boy, H I L G E R at gmail.com. Social media handles, LinkedIn, Facebook. Are you on there? I am, but I don't I haven't memorized them. I'm so, so, I'm so, no, that's okay. That's okay. Uh, that's okay. Just send it to me ben in, Hilger or ben in the description. Hilger. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just email me if you want to have okay. this as, as uh, we could, we could post it on there and put it in the comment description of your bio. That'd be yeah. easy for us to do. It'd be our pleasure. Let's go shout outs, brother Ben. Who you shout out, bro? Who you, who, who, who the Ohana and everybody you like shout out? <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, my first, uh, you know, because I'm in, because of my recent loss, I do as, I mean, I do want to thank my parents. I, I want to shout out to my parents. They're both in heaven now looking down. Um, mm. There's no more pain. There's no more anguish. But I, I want to shout out them for putting a shield around me because the way that they grew up, uh, the way that they, you know, grew up in the 50s and the 60s was, was hard. I mean, there was a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of things we're dealing with in today's societies because there's a spotlight on it. There's a spotlight. There's recognition on things that have been going on, generational purses you know, abuse, physical, mental, things like that that have been passed down. And so mm-hmm, I want to mm-hmm. thank my parents for doing as best as they could with what they had. Right as on. Best as they could with what they had. That's my original, my first shout out. And then, of course, to my lovely wife for, um, man, her patience with this coconut right here, you know, for her to, for her to see, possibly see the light before I even saw the light in myself. And, um, to, to have the patience with me and the love and to understand that, that, that there's more to me than what I was bringing to the table. And that, mm. you know, um, hopefully I can honor her and, 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 you know, make our lives and, and, you know, really set up our lives and our legacy to be better than, than what we have today. Not that it's bad. We're, we're doing very well, but, and then of course my kids, my kids are, are, are my hearts walking around outside Boy, they, they test me every day, but there's nothing I wouldn't do for them. And then, uh, you know, my brother, Danny Katoa. Um, Shout know, out Danny Katoa, my Danny, man, who yep. also was here on the Coach B show. Yep. Yeah, yeah, he's from South Tonga. I'm from North Tonga. So uh, <laughs> the missing yes, tribe that went to Norway. Y'all took the boat, kept going till there was snow. I'm from that tribe. Uh, no, yep. but, um, but I want to thank brother Danny because um, we came from total... <clears throat> I mean, you can't be more opposites in culture and being raised. And yet we found a way to find God, love each other as brothers and um, work on one mission, one, one, one band, one sound. And, you know, there's um, uh, my, my best friend, John Howland. He's in Maryland. Uh, I'll try to tag him on this. 
uh, brother Michael Wynn from the fraternity, some guys I served in the military with, Kevin Martin. You know, these are some people I can remember off the top of my head, Coach, that have, uh, have definitely helped me and or supported me, even through my, um, my stubbornness, even through being such a, a butthead, so to speak, rather than using the words I want to use. Um, they, they still loved me, e even though um, I treated them like garbage in the beginning, you know? Mm. So th those people are pretty special to me. And then, uh, you know, your program has had an effect on me since last fall when when we first met, I didn't know how it was going to go, brother. And, you know, we, we talked it out. But, um, you know, I know that that I, that you're in my life for a reason, too. And I want to thank Brother Danny for that. But, you know, shout out to you, too, Coach, for for standing up and and bringing all this together and not just sitting on it, saying, ha ha, I know all this, but giving it, giving it and sharing it with the word world coach. That that means a lot. And, um, you know, you and I will probably never know the effect we have on people because it's going to be legacy. Right. But uh, I'm proud to be here somewhat at the beginning or maybe at the intermediate part, the second level of your journey into mm -hmm. the next phase. And um, it's been a lot of fun already. I can't imagine what God's got in store for us, but I'm ready. I'm, I'm excited mm -hmm. and I'm ready. I'm ready for the future and I'm ready to let go of the chains of the past. And you should mm -hmm. too. Amen. Amen and amen. In that, uh, for those of you that are just tuning in, we are featuring Brother Ben Hilger. Um, who is just a dynamic individual. He does legal shield and is a stay home father, uh, but he is very successful. He drives a team that is worldwide along with uh, brother Katoa out in the 808, but has a worldwide footprint as well as sister Katoa who will be coming on the show. Emmeline will be coming on the show in the future here as I would love to feature another strong a leader uh, that is a Tongan woman and who is really doing her thing. So shout out to those guys. In that, we come to the segment of the show where we're going to put Brother Ben Hilger on the Coach V hot seat. I am going to just say a phrase or just give him a question, and he's going to tell us what he thinks about that phrase and or answer the question. I thought you would forget about this. <laughs> yeah. In that, okay, in that here is... Here, here, here's the first quote, and we already alluded to it once on the show, is like, everything you do tells me everything about you. What do you think about that quote, Brother Ben? It, it's, it's a walking encyclopedia. It's your walking autobiography that someone sees. You know, let your actions speak so loud that I don't hear you. Mm, yes, sir. I love that. And from the Empowerment uh, to Success program that you're a part of, and you're going to be finishing up here, a notion that I've taken from Jim Rohn and then I've added to it. For things to change, you must change. If you don't change, nothing changes. If you do change, everything changes because you, you are the key. Your thoughts, Ben? You are. The only X in the equation from math that I remember, that variable is you. And so if I take these glasses off, it looks different. Yes, sir. A pair of sunglasses off, but, but, Everything can change in an instant if you want to change. We do not have roots so we can move. If you don't like it, change it. When I say 20, I love that. I love that. You don't like it, change it. Level up, progress, be your best self. When I say 21 days creates a habit, 42 days creates a life. Your thoughts on that? Oh, that is a, you know, 
when they put Albert Einstein's equations up there, they should put that equation for you, coach, because if you want an equation of how to save your life or develop mm. or change, change your life into it, like you can't put new wine into an old wine skin. So mm. biblical. Mm-hmm. 21 days free to have it. Challenge yourself. One, maybe one spoke, faith, family, finances, pick one. Do a 21-day cleanse. Or we're in Lent right now if you're Catholic, right? Do mm-hmm. a 21-day focus because 21 days will reprogram this computer and 42 days will permanently change your legacy and your life. Mm-hmm. And those two numbers are key, sir, in anything you do. So that's kind of like a an outline or a framework of how you can make that change happen over time or quickly. Yeah, that's right. Because consistency, we are what we repeatedly do. It is, it is really the spark of all learning and performance is practice, repetition, practice. We talk about practice. Alan Iverson. Yeah, and I love <laughs> Alan because even though Alan is negatively connotated for that notion, but he practiced his butt off. That crossover isn't something that you're just born with. You got to practice that crossover. Well, what's the one of them? Uh, Danny Katoa said it the other day, Usain Bolt, I got paid 20 million to run nine seconds. Every That's right. Minutes. That's right. That's right. But it took oh, how many years? Yeah, to get there. Nine seconds. You know, a lot of practice. Yeah, a lot of practice. So thank you for that, Ben. Thank you for being you to the world. Thank you for the leadership style and approach that you bring to your team and the world. Thank you for being Ben Hilger to your wife, Leanne, to your two kids, to your ministry there in the 808, to your team there in the 808 and abroad. And especially thank you for being you to me. So for all of you that has tuned into this episode of the Coach V Show, thank you so much for tuning in. Ben and I hope that you have gained a lot of value for this. And really, it is not just for the sake of your success that Ben and I do things like this and bring this into the world, but really for the sake of being your best. In doing so, you realize the best of your abilities and that everything that you pray, grind, and work for can be achieved. This is all your boy, Ben Hilger. And your boy, Billy Amituivai, lives all about faith and family. Grateful for God's amazing grace. Until next time, thank you for tuning in. We will see you next Modern Motivation Monday right here on the Coach V Show, powered by Island City, broadcast from Hollywood Dash Radio Studios, where iron sharpens iron. Together, we rise. From your boy, Ben, your boy, B, until next time. Peace. Aloha. Awesome.